Hello there, welcome back to Let's Talk Tottenham. Uh, after a fantastic win against Man City that sticks us top of the pile uh, for a week at least, which we can't say too often. Uh, I'm here with Mac, if you don't follow him, at Mac1882THFC. Uh, we're talking the game, looking forward to Chelsea. Is Harry Kane the best player in the world at the moment? Uh, what will happen with our defensive situation with uh, Toby Gona off injured? And how Mourinho has changed the mentality of the club. Uh, Mark's not here at 1981 Spur, if you don't follow him already. Uh, so, yeah, talking about all that with Mac. So, let's talk Tottenham. Hi there, Mac. Welcome back. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Always good after a win. Uh, top of the table as well, which doesn't happen often. You good? No, no. It's um, a few years since we, uh, we top the table at any point. Yeah, uh, yeah. So what did you think of the game? Obviously, there's a lot of talk on Twitter. I think it's just people looking for a reaction of a not playing a Tottenham way. Just I'd rather play the winning way. We've mentioned this before with Mark and yourself as well that winning. Fuck them, fuck them, and fuck them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every, listen, a like arsehole. Everybody's got one. Some of them think, right? Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, what are you going to? What are you going to remember more? And a prime example, right? you've got footballers that have said it, you know, I've got a winner's medal. Don't tell me that I've played shit for six games. Yeah, Don't yeah. tell me that I've played amazing for seven. You know, or I pinged out the perfect pass, you know, in the 87th minute of, of the semi-final. It just says winner, mm. right? And I'm, I'm not going to lie. If we played George Graham football, boring mm. 1-0 wins, and we won the Premier League because of it, or we won an FA Cup, I would not actually give a rat's ass or even remember the football we played doing it. Mm. I'm just going to remember lifting that trophy and screaming my bollocks off and having a few. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 just, yeah. I just think as well, like, everyone loved Pochettino, or the majority of Spurs fans loved Pochettino, but tactically he wasn't at Jose's level. I mean, Jose's obviously had a master plan and, and a, a plan from the start to play against Man City. He seems to have instilled that into all of the players and they carried it out to perfection. I'll be honest, mate, I think he joined the club with a plan. He's, mm. he's, always, been, he's always been very positive about a lot of the top of players he had prior to being top of the manager. Mm. Um, but he's always got a plan. He always finds what works for the team that he's got. And I'm I'm hoping that what we saw against Man City is the start of that, you know, all that hard work bearing fruit. Mm. But this is now where Tottenham are going to be. That team that fights for each other, that that chases down with each other. And why would they even say with each other is you look at Son and, and Regular at mm. left back. Yeah. You know. That, that was the way that you know the way Kane gets back. It's just it was just uh, for me it was every 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 guy in that pitch was man of the match. The, yeah. the way they played against City, it was fantastic, and they executed whatever game plan Jose had perfectly. Yeah, I, I just yeah, it, it's been a long, long time, and it when even Lovies he didn't have that much to do, but you know he'd have been organising defenders about and and talking rather than actually doing stuff so even that is and everything he had to do there was a few headers straight at him just oh, no 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 yeah no fuss that Torres guy had a shot early on didn't he and it was straight at him no fuss he had a couple of punches a couple of catches 
no nonsense, just get rid of it or do what you need to. And then obviously the defenders, heroic. Uh, Aurier looks a completely different player now. I, I think it goes back to what we, we've been saying on previous podcasts, and you said it with Loris and Joe Hart, competition. I, I think Doherty has kind of come in as said to him, like, oh, if I keep making the mistakes, I'm out of the team here, so I've got to really uh, concentrate. Yeah. I, I, do you know what? I don't even think it's just that. Like, you know, and, and it's, Aurier was always brilliant get, getting forward. Hmm. Right? He, he, he's got the pace, he's, he's got the strength, he's, he's great for getting forward. The, he was a liability coming back, hmm. whether that be he's, he's, running, he's running down the, the line of the headless chicken and he's, he's, he thinks I've just got to get attacked on him and kind of doesn't really care how he does it. He, he seems to, he's, he's sharpened up his defensive game um, and that, that's, that's got to be credit to, to Ledley and Jose. Yeah. He had a couple of bits where he was pissing about with it early on. Wagulion did one as well, but that was obviously short-lived and then they kind of bucked their ideas up on that. But, you know, but, yeah, I, watching the game, I'd have never said this, but watching the game, certainly in the second half, Man City didn't look like scoring. I'd have never said that during the game, like the Sod's Law would be they'd, they'd score with the next tap. But... So you, you can say that Man City didn't have Aguero, Sterling, and, and even when they came on, they're not match fit. But look, you look at it, that every time they got the ball, and they moved it quite slow, and they moved it out wide because we allowed that space to be there. But they didn't really do anything with it because they couldn't. fan of Pep either I think he's not overrated or obviously what he did at Barcelona but he can only do it at top top teams like he, he he'll never do what Ancelotti's done or even Jose by coming to us and, and, and take a team that aren't at that top level and then I've got a friend who says he can only do it with the top top players because he needs really good technical players in the middle of the pitch which obviously requires a lot of money 
well, I was very afraid that he's at a club with, yeah. with money to buy those players, yeah. which therefore me therefore asks the question is, what's he doing wrong at City, or can he just, no, oh, to be fair, he can't say can he not manage in the Premier League because he's, he's won Premier League titles. Yeah. It, it, I guess it, it's more a case of, you know, what's stopping him winning the Champions League at Man City? Why, what is it with Man City, or what's he missing at Man City for them to be able to, to take that, that one step they're dying to take? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's enough but, of a team uh, uh, that have a bucket full of money. We don't need to talk about them. <laughs> Unless you've got something else to say. Fuck City. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about them a little bit when we talk about VAR. But uh, in terms of us, uh, we mentioned it off air. West Ham, do you think that was a blessing in disguise conceding those last three goals? We've had 12 points out of 12 since. One goal conceded, which was a foul on Hoiberg as well, so it shouldn't have happened. Do you think it was a blessing in disguise that, you know, pull your act yeah, together? I, I think it was, but I think if you combine that with the Royal Antwerp game, I think both of those games spoke volumes to Jose. Um, you know, you look at what he said after the Antwerp game, you know, mm. it made it easy for me. Yeah. And Sanchez hasn't, shut, hasn't been seen since. And, you know, he, he, as regards starting, Ali still hasn't been seen. Um, you know, he hasn't even made the bench anywhere. It's, I, so yeah, I do, I do think it was a blessing in disguise. I think it's shown, especially if you look at how Spurs defended and have, have mm. been but more so in the Man City game. The way Sun got back, the way Kane got back, the way Kane is doing goal line clearances, you know, in the corners. You know, I think that it's identified even more so our defensive frailties. It identified our defensive frailties more to Jose. And he's now hopefully found a way to combat that. Yeah. I mean, talk, talking about Sanchez there, obviously there's a space open in defence. Uh, about a veiled, although it remains to be seen whether that was, uh, you know, Jose saying it's an important injury suggests that it's a bit of a long term one. Liverpool having that most of their defenders go out, you'd, you'd think it could be, but it could also be a bit of a mind games, you know, we're under the cosh, he goes down, feels a tweak, stay down. Uh, let's it, say it could be, yeah, it could be gamemanship with that one, you know, what, yeah. what Jose, uh, what Jose like with his mind games. Um, as regards to space opening up, I think. It's a tough one. It's not a tough one for Thursday because no, no, you know, no, like no. we were saying off off uh, off air, it's not a tough one for Thursday because unless he chooses to play Davies at centre back again, hmm. then he's got no choice but to play Sanchez. It's yeah. just whether or not he chooses Sanchez does a good enough job on Thursday to give himself a shout to start on uh, to start against Chelsea yeah, on I, Sunday. I, I'm not sure after that West Ham capitulation and then the Antwerp game up. I don't think he trusts Sanchez. So I, I think it's, it's a massive game against Chelsea. I'm not sure he'd trust him. And then, But then the other one is Rodon, who's only played 15 minutes, 20 minutes of Premier League football. Although I, I do think it was a massive thing for him coming on there under the cosh against City, who had, had most of the ball. And he, no, he didn't biggest, do anything. The biggest compliment I can pay, pay to him is it was a seamless transition. Yeah. If, if you had walked out for the substitution and come back in, you'd never, you'd never guess that Toby had gone off. So for me, that's the biggest compliment I can give the guy. Which you know might only be twenty minutes, but in that twenty minutes, did he do enough to show Jose that he's he is a guy who can fill those boots? 
The only question you then have is, who do you play alongside him? It'll be Dyer though. He's he's been the mainstay in that defence, isn't he? I, I do have to say because I've criticised him in the past. I thought he was immense to get on against City, but you know we've been there before. Like like you said off air that you know he's one in five, but I, I did think he was immense against City. He was fantastic. Everyone, listen, I've already said everybody as far as I was concerned against City was man of the match. Right, the, the performance they got in as a team was amazing. But yeah, like you just said, like we said off air, you know, Dyer's a one in five. You know, it's when Jose has now finally found what is going to make this team click and be consistent. If he's found it, then I don't think we've got much to worry about. Yeah. If he hasn't found it, then we've still got to worry about Dyer having the off games and making silly mistakes. We've still got to worry about Sanchez if he comes and plays, making silly mistakes. Um, you know, and, and we've got to hope that Ron, uh, Rogan comes in and if he does come in, that he's going to be an old head on young shoulders and, and play, you know, some level-headed, mature football. Yeah. I, I, I still worry with, with Dyer about uh, crosses. Uh, he got beaten by Calvert-Lewin, didn't he, um, uh, for the Everton game? Although you could say that was early in the season. No one really came out of that game with any credit. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. City were peppering us with... a little bit of his lack of awareness. Yeah, City were peppering us with crosses, but we had so many people back that it needed to be like a David Beckham pinpoint cross to cause us any problems. Um, but yeah, hopefully he can take that form. That will give him massive confidence in a game that we... I think it was 22 chances that we conceded and they had the majority of the ball and he, he's looked every inch an offensive player that we're hoping he is. So hopefully that will give him massive confidence. Rode on if he plays against Chelsea... The, the confidence that he came on in a massive a pressure cooker game that was and then he might just put him in against Chelsea there's something to be said about chucking someone into the furnace isn't there like let's see well, what you got well, you, you, you know you look at Tanganga you look mm. at what he did he got, thrown, he got thrown in against Liverpool and it doesn't matter that we've it doesn't matter we lost the game because it's never nice to lose yeah. but you look at the even though we lost that guy was fantastic mm. he came in it's a big game and you've got to also remember, he came into that bit, that into a big game in front of a full house. Yeah, yeah. Right? So he didn't just have the pressure of playing Liverpool, he had the pressure of, you know, 60,000 Tottenham fans watching every move that he made, ready to criticise him and cheer him on. Hmm. You know, and the guy still did it. You know, you look at, it's like at the moment, you, you look at all these youngsters coming and playing football because of injuries, and Liverpool's a prime example, all right? They're, they're coming in and they're playing these games and everyone's going, oh yeah, this young lad is feeling really well and this young lad, what a great game. But if you think about it, they're playing in an environment they're used to. So under 23, don't get crowds or big crowds. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're coming into a, an empty stadium. So to them, of course it's going to be comfortable because they haven't got 60,000 fans breathing down their necks, 75,000 at Old Trafford, you know, and, and whatever else, breathing down their necks. And this is where you then turn around and say, well, what's going to happen with all these young players when they start letting big crowds back? Mm. You know, I know they, they turned around and, and said, you know, 4,000 fans are now allowed back in stadiums. Mm. But when you start getting the big crowds again, this is where you're going to find out whether these youngsters have got any real grit or metal. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Tandanga, luckily, has already done that. You know, so, and then I guess this goes back to, to sort of how Rondon um, Roden will be. You know, he hasn't got the pressure of 60,000 fans breathing.
breathing down his neck. Mm. So it might work in his favour, you know, against Chelsea because he's not going to have the pressure of, of, of everybody, you know, criticising, you know, every poor pass or, you know, every decision that they think he shouldn't have made. Yeah, I, I, I think he should be putting Rodon in and people will say where well, he's hardly played, but I just think he doesn't have any faith in Sanchez. Otherwise, he'd have at least been on the bench in the last few games. He hasn't even been on the bench, has he? So I just, I just don't think he's got any faith in him. And, and I think you, you have managers, don't you? Like certainly in relegation battles, you, they play the players that they can trust. And when you're going for titles or Champions Leagues or cups or whatever, they play the players they can trust in big games. You, you look at Ferguson. Darren Fletcher wasn't the best player in that team in the midfield by any stretch. He always played in the big games because Ferguson knew he could trust him. Because yeah, cause he knew he'd do the job that he needed him to do. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. knew he could exactly. trust him, so he, he had—I I don't know what other players he had there, but more skillful players in that position. But they didn't get in the big games, the Arsenal's, the Cities, the Liverpool—they didn't get in. It was yeah. always flexible. Yeah, because he sat there and he broke things up, and he yeah, he, he was he was exactly what was needed for the game. Yeah, and he yeah, never let him right. down. He never let him down. And yeah, I, I, I think he's constantly worried that. Sanchez has got it in him to let me down and, and I like Sanchez I think he's got all the attributes to be a top player but it's just, just not clicking for him at the moment But well who knows maybe Thursday night could be a ticket of redemption yeah hope, hopefully uh, yeah. we're not, not, not playing a difficult team no I think his confidence is shot to pieces well not shot to pieces I, I don't think his confidence is too high I mean it, can't really when you're you're playing every game and then all of a sudden you're on the bench and then all of a sudden you get a new player who comes in who hasn't played anywhere who hasn't played this level before and then all of a sudden he's in and you're out uh, uh, and then you, you take into the West Ham thing capitulation and own goal and the thing is you can't just blame for me you can't just blame Sanchez over for West Ham um, no no, no yeah. for, for for me for me you know it's like there was yeah there were you know the 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 Royal Antwerp game, Davies was fouled in the build-up. It wasn't called, all right? Yeah. Referee decided it wasn't a foul or whatever. Shit happens. The West Ham game, you know, Sanchez probably could have done better with the own goal. Winks should have done better with his clearance. Yeah. It's, it's probably, the problem is, is even part of me is sort of sat there thinking, is, is Sanchez just um, the unlucky recipient of some unfortunate events? Mm. And if you look at how Sanchez has been since he came to Spurs, he's always had that. He's like, he's like, he's always, he always had that mistake in him, yeah. and he's always got that mistake in him. But saying that, if he can turn Aurier into a better defender, mm. then I'm sure he can do the same with Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah. And if he oh, get, it, in, yeah. get in, sorry, Southampton yeah. scored. Oh. No, that's good for my bet. Oh. It's not good for my <laughs> fancy football team. I'm all over the place. Yeah. yeah, see how well caught that dirty ex-Duna scored. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like you say with there, if he can turn Ori around, and Undombele, who was literally a nobody, and he seems to have turned him round in six months. But what it highlights to me as well is that the fact with Sanchez is last year, if Ori had a stinking game, and yeah. someone had said to me, Ori can't play, 
I don't know who would have played instead of him. Whereas now, you know that if he, you know, if Sanchez has a bit of a stinker, if everyone's fit, you've got out of field, you've got die, you've got Rodon now. And the, 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 the squad, the strength in the squad that we've got is something we haven't seen for a while. And, and everyone's taken their chance. Look at the Celso. He's not started many games, certainly in the league. Comes on 35 seconds later, takes his chance, and then he, he's made an impact. Bergwijn, who I was a little critical of, certainly when we were watching that Chelsea game, uh, I, I thought he, he didn't have the match of the ball, but none of us did. But the, the, the offside goal that we scored, I thought his part in it was superb. Like he, He's the one after Hoiberg has won the ball, has sprayed it out to, it must have been Aurier, and then he's got the ball back from Aurier. Brilliant touch, brilliant vision, and then Sun really should have done better. But again, like... Previous games with Bergwijn, his touch hasn't been quite there or he's looked a bit nervous, always looked to go back. And so he, he, he now, and, and then Morva, when he came on, I thought he looked quite good taking people on. Mm, I'll, I'll be honest, I think it, it, it's, it goes back to, to something we were saying you know, already, which is the squad's working for each other. Yeah. They're, they're fighting for each other. They're covering each other's asses. Hmm. And everybody who's coming on, it doesn't matter what with you coming on for, for five minutes or 50 minutes. They, they know they've got to give their all for that time that they're on, and mm. it's, it's good to see yeah. that they're doing that. You know, Bergwijn, you know, he started in, in a big game, you know, and yeah. he did well. The Celso came on for, for the last, you know, half hour, mm. did brilliantly. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it's great to have the sort of depth. It's also great to have everybody coming on and not having any passengers. You know, you look at Ericsson, you know, he, he was a passenger. He was carried. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he was a flair player that we didn't have the luxury of carrying. All right, when he played, when he started to lose his weight, when he started to be not really bothered about being a third anymore. And even when he used to come on for a bit part, he never seemed to really give it everything. In my opinion, yeah. whereas we, we we seem to have that that bit of steel now in the squad, that bit, that determination, that fight, um, and not being the nice guys, mm. and and it, it for me it's just a fantastic thing to yeah. be able to watch now. Yeah. I, I think a lot of that will be down to someone like Hoiberg. He, I, I get the impression with Hoiberg, if someone's not pulling his weight, he's not very shy in telling them you're not pulling your weight. And so it goes back to the we, we've always been seen as kind of nice guys. Jose said it in the documentary, and he you can't be nice guys. And I get the feeling that if someone isn't pulling his weight, he he will say you're not pulling your weight, and you can't really disagree because you look at everything he does, and everything is 110. percent Mate, I'll be honest. I think we've got a team with more leaders now yeah. than we've ever had. You know, Hugo, club captain, Harry at the mm. front, Hoiberg in the middle, yeah. Dyer. You know, he's he's got you know, he's he's vocal. Yeah. Um, you know, Toby, we've we we've got leaders, you know, we've got strong leaders in our mm. squad now, which we didn't used to have before. No. You okay. know, someone to be able to, to pick the other guys up. And they've all got different qualities and they all do it in different ways. But I think that's a a really positive thing that that we've got to to be able because some people ain't gonna react to you know, the nicey-nicey, the arm around the shoulders, and yeah. some of them ain't going to react to him, I'll be honest. So, you know, and I think that the the fact that we have more leaders, 
you know, even the you know, the bench, you know, Hart is still a leader. He might yeah, not be the, yeah, yeah. the greatest goalkeeper anymore, but he's vocal, he's he's not scared to be telling telling people what he wants and how he wants it. You know, um and then you've got other types of leaders who, who do who lead by example. Yeah. You know, by what they do on the pitch. Son, son for I, example. I think we've, yeah, we've got we we we've got something going through that score at the moment. I don't think we've had for a long time. Mm. And it's it's exciting times to be a Spurs fan. You know, it was exciting times to be a Spurs fan when Post took over mm. and everything that he did. Now we might not be playing the same fancy football, but there's something different about this team. There is there is like the, the steel, there's grit, there's there's determination, there's fighting for each other. There's, there's it's having each other's backs but rollicking each other at the same time. You know, yeah. not scared to pick each other up. Yeah. And again, it comes back to, and we've said it time and time again, the nice guy thing. Yeah. And, and I think it's fantastic. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and it's, it, I think for me, it brings an even more exciting time to Tottenham because I can genuinely, as much as everyone said, and I agreed under Potts that this was a team that could go out and win something, with Jose at the helm, with the winner's mentality, with the resume that he's got, with the winner's medals that he's got, we've got somebody steering the ship who knows how to do it. Yeah. And then Hoiberg as well, he's won stuff in before he joined Southampton, I can't remember who he played for now. Hart has obviously won two Premier Leagues. Lobbies. Uh, you've got uh, a Premier League, a couple of uh, domestic trophies. You've yeah. got, uh, got Lobbies who's, who's won that small competition. What is it? The um, World, yeah. World um, uh, Cup yeah, or something like that? Yeah, trophy with it, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then did um, Sissoko win the Euros with France? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we've, it's, it's, and it's building, and, you know, it's building a, is building something special and I do I, I think this is probably the most excited I've ever been to be a Tottenham fan mm. you know and under Potch I was very excited yeah. but I'm I am really really yeah, excited I, yeah. to, and, and hopeful I, 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 have, I have genuine hope not just that and every Spurs fan will know what, what I mean you know, <laughs> you know that, that having that that yeah we yeah we'll have a good cup run you know and we might get a trophy at the end of it you know hoping that we actually I've got that as well. And then just going back before we break for the half, uh, the half time here, uh, mentioned him a minute ago. Sissoko, I mean, you, you, you could, like you said already, have a case for praising every single player, but Sissoko is one who's had his problems certainly a few years ago now. But I think him and Hoiberg have formed a real good partnership. And, and what I really like is we're back to when we were really good under Poch is we've got the defence there, then we've got the people who were the Dyer, Wanyama and Dembele sitting there and then they allow the front four, or whoever it is, in this case front two, <laughs> uh, to do their thing and do all the damage. But they've got the security now and I think with Orvio and Regulion, they've got the security that if they go forward, there's people there well, to cover. You can't even say Shizoko because if you look at the middle, Shizoko, um, Hoiberg and Dembele, mm. you know, three strong, powerful players in their own rights, with their own with their own attributes. You know, Undumbele likes to, to run up with the ball. So, you know, and, and play the ball out. 
you know, so you leave Sudoku and Hoiberg sat, you know, alongside each other, really, with it, like you say, a good, they've got, they seem to have a nice little understanding going. Yeah. And then, you know, but then also at the same time, because Hoiberg is the way he is, you've also got that, that little bit of reassurance. So even if Sudoku decides to, to do his bull in a china shop routine and, mm-hmm. and bomb forward with the ball and lose it at the last, then, you know, you, you still got that, um, yeah, you, you, you've still got that reassurance. Yeah. And the guy for, for £3 million pound is... <laughs> for me, he's got to be signing the summer, surely. I don't, I don't, he's, a, he's a sorry, mate. He's a sorry, I don't care. You know, and don't get me wrong, I know that everyone at the end of the season, or, you know, uh, as regards to Punjabi, I'll team my banner, team my banner, but for £3 million, pound, or Hoy Blue's on for Spurs. Yeah. Every, every day of the week for me is um, is the, the sign of the season without without question. Yeah, and I, I think with him and Sissoko there doing their thing allows and Dombello to go forward. Just gives us a really nice balance, I think. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we which we lost like at say, the end of with Pochettino and last season, I think. Okay, we'll call that half-time. We'll take a little break now. When we come back, we'll be uh, talking a bit more about the game. Have to talk about VAR. City were unlucky in that respect. Uh, But the whole shambles that is VAR. And looking forward to the Chelsea game uh, after Ludogrets. So back soon. And we're back. I think think you meant... What you mentioned there with uh, the Hoiberg security allows even Sissoko and Ndombele to go forward. I think what that gives us now is what we didn't have last year and the year before is a plan A and plan B. So plan A is is like we saw against Man United and Southampton. Both of those two going forward as well as all of our, our front players and, and the full-backs. And then the plan B, which we saw... Uh, uh, is it yesterday? I can't remember what day it is now. Um, yeah, Sunday, Sunday against Man City, where where you know even even Kane, everyone forward is is sat back, compact, and then Kane and Son do the damage on the break. So I think we've got a plan A and plan B, and that and that's before you even get into Gareth Bale coming on, Vinicius coming on, uh, Lamella. Let's let's you know. So I, I think we've got real, real, real options, and then. It reminds me of, of under Harry Redknapp, we had uh, Peter Crouch, we had Van der Vaart, we had Defoe and we had Pavlyuchenko. So Pavlyuchenko and Defoe, let's say poachers, so similar kind of players. But we had three different strikers there, different plans, and, but we that was only in strikers. I think we've got that now all over the pitch. It, it, yeah, it, it, like I say, it's, it's, it, it's the depth that mm. we, we, we've got. Okay, granted, you know, we, we've got depth all over the pitch. The only place we're lacking a little bit of depth is, is in defence. Mm. Um, even them, if you look at uh, uh, Davies and Raguli on at left back, you've got one there who's marauding left back, and you've got mm-hmm. another one who's a bit conservative. So if you really need to, like, you know, not go too far forward, you can stick Davies in there rather than Raguli on if, if, if you've got a team who are going to be susceptible to crosses and, and players going forward. You can stick Raguli. Right back, I think Oreo and Doherty are about the same, aren't they? And then the centre back, well, yeah, we kind of discussed that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I think 
in terms of that, I think defence, like you say, is the weakest part in terms of, of, of strength, squad strength. I don't think it's terrible. Who's scored? I'm just watching. I was just um, Nebs. Yeah. So he's, um, yeah, he's just involved there. Yeah. But no, you're right. It's, it's, having, having, having what we've got in the squad is, is fantastic. Yeah. Having what we've uh, had in the squad now, like I say, I, for me, the biggest thing is we still need a, a defender. Mm-hmm. We still need to have um, somebody there who is going to be class cover. So, Skirinar, or whatever his name is, uh, Liverpool will probably be after him as well with their issues. Uh, but I, I, I think if both of us and Liverpool are after him, I don't think it's going to be a case, well, I'll go to Liverpool. I think it'll be a tough decision for him. Do, do you think we'll, A, go for him in January, and B, do you think someone like a Sanchez or, or, or some of the other fringe players could be make-weights? In there. It's possible. I'll, I'll, you know what? You, you don't know whether there's been any pre-agreements in place with with Milan. Mm. Um, but then you've got to look at you've got to look at what, what's an attractive, you know, possibility for the player as a player. Are you going to go to? Because it would be a tough choice. You know, let's, I'm a, for me, it's easy. I'm yeah. But if I didn't have any, if, if I didn't have any affiliation, and I was sat there with Jose Mourinho saying, "Come to Spurs." You're going to be a starter. I want to make, you know, all my defence to be built around you. Mm. You know, and then you've got Jurgen Klopp saying, I need you until Van Dijk comes back yeah. and Gomez. Um, but you've got every chance of cementing the first team yeah. place. Yeah. Being that you Euros know, are coming up as well. I, I don't know where he's from, actually, screwing up. Is he European? Yeah, so it's a bit of a tough one. You go to the Premier League, league you know, Premier League champions and uh, the European champions. Um, of you know to be a, a backup, mm. or do you go somewhere where you're you're going to be um, potentially the you know the the mainstay of the of the def- you know mm. the defensive anchor? Mm. Or, or you could be Liverpool and go. Well, I'll show him. I'll force Van Dyke out. You could, or not Van Dyke out, but yeah, I'll force yeah, myself to be Van Dyke's partner. Yeah, it's, mm. you know, push Gomez out. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one. I'm. Um, mm. I guess we just have to wait and see what the January transfer window brings. Yeah. Um, but you, you never know. We we could be out. You know, Roden could could cement himself a place of his own. Um, but maybe yeah. not. But I still think there needs to be another defender brought in during January. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think for squad strength, like you say, with that that's the weakest part. I think that would. It's just a shame we didn't get him in the summer because then we'd. Potentially not need anyone, but it'd, it'd be something different, wouldn't it? If we'd, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so from defence, let's move to the other end of the pitch. Kane, currently on form, is he the best player in the world right now? Um, is he the best player in the world? Uh, on, on form. Right for me, the way you know, no, doesn't everyone else? Everyone says Messi, Messi, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, and it's like. Oh, well, those two are fantastic, but they are both in their mid thirties. Mm. They're in effect a different generation. I think Spurs have, have two of the, you know, two of the best players in the world right now mm. in 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 Kane. Um, and does their relationship and their kind of tele- telepathy make them 
even better. Like obviously individually superb, but together and the the, the devastation yeah, they're causing at the moment does that make them even higher? Stop. It is. Would you get the same out of something Kane if you separated them? I don't think you would. No. Um, the way Kane's games adapted, he'd probably add more to somebody else's game. But the way those two are together, you like, you, 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 they're, just, they're just fantastic. They're, you know, they're, they've always been exciting. But they're now, now Kane's added this this new side to his game, or he's, he's doing this side of his game more. It's it's made it even more exciting. You know, you prime and, and also as well when you're able to to bring other players into it. So prime example, the Sun goal against Man City, yeah. right? Clean top, defenders went with him, Nabele, yeah. lovely little ball, Sun bang, you know, happy days. You know, their keeper came charging out, God knows why. Yeah. But we'll get into that in a second. And, and Sun, you know, Sun did, does what Sun does, mm. which was nice, calmly and cool, he put the ball away, thank you very much, one you? Yeah, I, I think that there was another chance he really should have done a lot, lot better. Is a heavy touch, but I think when when you have like a Madison and Vardy at Leicester, you, you, you know, as a defender, I think you see Vardy making a move and you think, okay, I've got to keep up with him because uh, Madison's about to play the pass. I think now, I think now, when Son makes the move, the defender doesn't have that time because by the time he sees the move, Kane's already played that pass, and and I, I, I think the rushing out of. Um, Edison and and certainly for that one where he took the heavy touch, I think it's just what they've done by doing it constantly is create so much fear that and and you know how quick Sun is. I mean, he showed that in the goal against Chelsea a few years ago, was it? Where at Wembley, I think it was, where he basically ran past them in team and then and then the Burnley goal last year, and Man United goal yeah. this year as well. I think, yeah, I, I just. Going back to Edison, it, it seems a role reversal from him and Lloris. Lloris was the one making all the mistakes. And every goal, both goals in that, that Man City game, Edison has made Son and Lo Celso's mind up for them by well, storming it's, out. It's, I don't know why. I, I, don't, I don't get why. So, you know, you, say you look at the, the heavy touch part, you know, either way, he, he comes running out into my own lands like yeah. thinking, and that could also be that you alluded to they've never replaced company like company is the solid rock you know you depend on company we haven't got him are the defenders going to sort it out do I have to do it I, I don't know and then you, you've got Kane on the first goal coming deep both defenders go with him leaves the massive gap for Sun to do what Sun does and then the second goal they stand off him and then oh I'll just play it to La Celso and he'll have a one on one Done, yeah, it? I mean, so it's gonna create a bit like, Ooh. but uh, not that I'm bothered. But, but yeah, I, I think I think Kane, Son, and De I think Son as well is is a manager's dream. I think I don't know him, but I I can't imagine he causes a manager one moment of stress. He's, he's you know what he he, seems, he does. I, I can imagine, and he um I think he likes the fact that. The, the limelight isn't on him as well. It, that it's all it's all kind of focused on Harry. Um, you know, he just likes to get on with his game. You know, um, which is which is which is it's what you want from your what you want from your players. So you know, he, he gets on with his game. He does what he's got to do, and you know, he's he's doing brilliantly. And, and so 
can't help again with saying earlier you know, about exciting times. You can't help but be excited yeah. watching them play. Yeah. The, the other thing with uh, where, where Sun overran that past Edison, obviously that was annoying, yeah. but what I loved about it was when the camera went to him, you, he was livid with himself. Like, and I mean, I'm sure, like, you know, players in the past have missed chances that they should have done better with and like, oh, I'm not happy about it. But he he looked so angry. And I, I think that goes back to the mentality change that it's gone from, oh, damn it, but there'll be another chance to, I'm so angry with myself. I think that's a mentality that, a winning mentality, potentially. But I, I think that, yeah, I, I think it's a complete change in mentality. And he just looked so angry with himself. Yeah. I love that. I, I do too. It's good to see them having such a, um, you know, giving, giving, being so self-critical. But to be fair, though, you, you, you kind of hope they would be self-critical anyway. Yeah. But, you know, but it's nice to see. You know, you talk about sort of how liberty was himself. It's like, you, you know, there's, you look at the way Hoiberg Hoy, is. He's, um, you know, you, some of the, the, you know, some of the... It, Sometimes it's, it's almost the most simplest of things, but he, he's clapping, he's cheering, he's got his arm up in the air, you know, mm. um, you know, give it, you know, sort of teeing on the rest of the boys, mm. you know, he, he's really pleased with it. It's good to, it's good to see both sides. Yeah. Well, you, you, you mentioned it on, on the podcast about United after the United game, I'm sure it was you. Oh, yeah, made a challenge and he's there giving him a cheering section. say like three million pound for him I just an absolute steal isn't it really and Levy gets a lot of criticism and some of it very justified but getting him down to three million is is unbelievable really obviously we've talked about all the plus points we, we have to talk about VAR here and, and City City must be sick to the back teeth of our VAR and handballs. But uh, I, I'd just like to say as well, I noticed on, um, I think it was match of the day, that uh, on, on the move for the first goal uh, before the foul, Vagulion takes a throw and his uh, foot's up in the air. So really, it should have been a foul throw. Uh, but then where does uh, phases of play and all that nonsense come in? Uh, but then the foul was caused by an awful touch by De Bruyne, which... I, I, can't imagine that's been said too many times. So I think they've got real confidence issues there. But then it could have been the confidence boost they needed. That goal goes in and stands. And and when you see that disallow, which that hit in his hand had no bearing on the goal at all. But laws of the game, it's handball, disallow. But then you see Matip yesterday against Leicester almost punch the ball away. And it's not even, I mean, it must have been looked at, but... How you can give one and not the other, but like uh, I've got no love loss for City, so uh, I don't really care. But it will probably come back and haunt us at some point. But you, you've got to feel for the. I mean, laws of the game. It was a disallowed goal, but really, he hasn't done anything wrong there, has he? Really, if, if you're looking at you know common sense football, but 
No, no, nothing, nothing common yeah. about it, common sense about it, mate. It was a clear handball and, and it was a great call by VAR referee. But do you know what? It's, it, sometimes it goes for you, sometimes it goes yeah. against I mean, you. Yeah. It goes for some teams more than it goes for others. Man United get, you know, uh, absolutely penalties. Liverpool seem to get more VAR decisions going their way than they do against them. You know, Tottenham, somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah, I, I, I think with them figures, I had a friend who's a United fan was saying the opposite. So I think you can probably find figures that say both opinions. But I, I think that rule is an absolute joke, really. And, and But it's completely fine margins because they could have gone on and won that game, getting that confidence. And, and that margin could be the difference between a team staying up and getting relegated, a team winning the league and coming second. And, and Welcome. It's technology in general, mate. You, you look at what happened with Aston Villa, uh, with yeah. um, you know, with with that goal because goal line technology wasn't wasn't turned on. You know, it ended up being a draw when it should have been one 0 They're trying to make a perfect game. The game isn't perfect. It doesn't matter what they try and do. It's not going to make it perfect. But all that anybody wants is consistency. And as long as things are consistent then I don't think you're going to hear too many grumbles. It's when, like you just say, it's when it happens in the Man City game, but then it goes and happens in the Liverpool game and nothing happens. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a joke. Uh, and, and, that's, and that's where the problem lies. It's consistency for me. Um, you know, if, if, if they called the same handball week in, week out, with, no matter what team it was, and no matter how pathetic you think it might be the first time you saw it, the fact is, is, it was consistent. Yeah. You know, yeah. they called the same with everybody. So, and, and, and that for me is, is is the problem. There is, because you don't have it. And that's, like I say, that's where everybody starts getting annoyed. That's where everyone starts getting fucked off because, yeah. you know, what was good in the Man City Tottenham game isn't good enough in the Liverpool Leicester game. You know, um, yeah. get called in, like, Sunny against Leicester. Yeah. Really? You know, but then. I mean, that's just another rule which is just nonsense. I mean, like, the one that really cheesed me off about that was Bamford against, I think it was Palace, wasn't it? Where his arm is offside, but he scored with his foot. So it's like the arm offside had no bearing at all on that goal. No, I mean, no bearing whatsoever. And then with Suns, if you're going to be really pernickety, it, it, the toenail of his right toe or left toe, whichever foot he kicked it with was apparently offside so you can argue that that had some bearing but like a millimetre isn't but like Bamford his arm's done nothing to get that goal and it's just again it's rules made by morons who have never ever played football and don't understand it I'm, I'm not going to lie mate I think too much time at the moment is wasted on talking about Neto and the bullshit that is VAR you know be consistent if you can't be consistent, then get fucking rid. Yeah, but Man City must be sick to the... There's at least three just against us. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I mean well, to be fair, they, yeah, we're, are we, are we becoming a bogey team for them and a bogey team? Now, I hope we are. Do you reckon we are um, a bogey team? Because they, they were saying, which I hate commentators doing, is like they've never scored at Tottenham in their new stadiums. Don't say things like that. But I think it's three games and they haven't scored against us. Do you, do you think that plays into their heads? Well, I think it does. If you look at the stats, they had something like 70 shots mm. 
um, against Tottenham, and we've had ten. And we've scored ten. They've scored two. Um, you know, so yeah, it's got to be in their head somewhere. This, this whole shit, we can't beat Tottenham anymore. What, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I don't care. Well, I don't you know, I, I, don't, I don't care if a team's had, had 70, you know, over three games, four games, had 70 shots, and we've only had 10. You know, I don't care if we go one game where we only have, well, like we did against City, where we have two two shots on target. Hmm. You know, as long as we score two goals or we can walk away with the three points, I'm 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 not really too fussed right now. No. You know, I'm, I'm every Tottenham fan. I want us to win something. I'm I'm longing to see Spurs list another trophy in my lifetime. You know, I've, I've been lucky enough to have seen it, but I want to see it again. You know, I want my son to see Tottenham lift the trophy. And yeah, like I said, like I said to you before, if if, if that means we play George Graham one 0 football, I don't care. No. I really don't care. Yeah. As long as as long as we get the silverware. Yeah, what what I couldn't understand with the game and and Pep the genius is that City to me looked like they were trying to score the perfect goal and we, we've got most of the time eleven players behind the ball and not once did they try and have a long range shot which you got that many people in the box could go anywhere any ricochet deflection whatever they were always trying to score the perfect goal you got De Bruyne there who's one of the best players in the world by without a doubt. Have a shot from from long range, and then they were just trying to score that perfect goal all the time. And certainly that second half, looking back at it now, they didn't look like scoring apart from the last minute where I think it was Diaz headed straight at Loris, didn't he? But that was from I think a free kick, so it wasn't anything they created really. Which, when you think of Man City and De Bruyne, and obviously Sterling and Aguero weren't playing, and Aguero's not the Aguero that we know but them not scoring goals is is very strange but they looked like they were trying to score a perfect goal but then there wasn't any space there because of the way that Jose set the team up and the way that the team uh, put into practice what he drilled into them yeah it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the, the Chelsea, Chelsea, like Ludovic is obviously on Thursday, which Jose said in the interview. But Chelsea in the league, do, do, how do you see that going? Do you see that another Man City like backs against the wall, hit on the counter attack, or do you think they'll try and go toe to toe, being that they are uh, conceding goals? I don't know. I'm not well, going to lie. I don't, yeah. the problem, I, I don't know. The thing is, is I don't think. Chelsea, you look at who Tottenham have played, you look at who Chelsea have played, Chelsea have not played anybody formidable. Mm. Okay, oh, sorry, no, they they, they played, um, oh, Jesus. Leicester. But, yeah, they, 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 you look at, you look at, um, uh, well, uh, hold on, if you look at who Chelsea have played, um, since the since the season started, okay, they've they played Newcastle, they played Sheffield United, they played Burnley. Um, so apart from maybe right, and an informed Southampton at the time, mm. right, they've not played anybody mm. with any real substance. No. So this this is a game where. Chelsea could go in like nervous because they've um, 
yeah, this is um, this is something where 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 Chelsea could be nervous because they're playing a team that have got a bit of bite. Um, you know, they could go into at all and and it'd be a, an attacking end to end game. Um, you know, whereas Tottenham, we 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 played Man United, we we played City. You know, we we played some. You know, we played a couple of uh, what should have been tough teams, and, and we walked away with, with the results from them. Mm. So, I think the Chelsea Tottenham game is going to be very close. Yeah, I think it's going to be whoever's got the best defence yeah. um, at the time that's going to do it. And this is where it then becomes a little bit nervy because we don't have Toby. Yeah. yeah. Well, potentially, if uh, it's all genuine, yeah. But, uh, yeah, for me, it's, it's going to be. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, it's whether or not he tries to go into it the same way he did against City, um, try to frustrate him and hit him on the counter attack, um, which which could well work with the way Chelsea are playing. But yeah, they you know their their new keepers had seven clean sheets, yeah, in seven clean sheets in nine. Yeah. So he's going to be confident. Um, Thiago and Rudiger, if they're playing. Um, you know, it's uh, doing all right at the back for them. So, yeah, I, I don't know. But also at the same time, they've got a European game as much as as much as we have. So, who, who knows? You know, they could pick up a knock on on Thursday night, and and then Sunday it could be a completely different outlook. Yeah. Do, do you think the Carabao Cup that we beat them with essentially a makeshift team will play anything into their heads at all, or do you think they'd have as soon as they went out of that, that was forgotten about? It's probably forgotten. I it's probably forgotten about. If you look at the players they've now got, who they've brought in, who weren't involved in that game, then yeah, it, it shouldn't really, it shouldn't really play a factor. But let's be honest as well, cup games are totally different to league games. Yeah. Do, do, do you think? You know, uh, do you think one win at Stamford Bridge for us in I don't know since ninety ninety will play anything into our heads, or do you think? No, because it's it's Mourinho mentality now, isn't it? Right. He won't focus on the fact that, you know, well, when the last time we got a result at Stanford Bridge was, he's going to focus on the fact that this is what they're going to do, this is how we're going to try and counteract it, and this is where we're going to get our goals. Mm. You know, they've got that, that lad from, you know, playing in the middle of the park from who's, who's starting to, to have a decent, right. you know, Zillac, isn't it? Whatever his name is. Yeah. You know, um, you know Werner's starting to, to play well. So I, I, I just think it's going to be a really interesting game, and if it ended a draw, I wouldn't be surprised. No. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it finished two-one either way. No, I, I think a draw would be a good result. I think you mentioned it earlier. You're really excited. Like I know it's early days, but I'm I want to win the league now. I think we we've got a good chance of, of you know Liverpool being where they are with defenders, City where they are, eight points adrift. I'm not going to lie, mate. I'd have been more excited if Leicester had got a result against them. But I think if you want to win leagues, you've obviously got to beat the teams that are lower down than you and win your home games. But away from home against teams all fighting for the league, do not lose. You don't want to be giving them a six-point swing. A draw is an all-right result, I think. So... Obviously, if the game pans out and we're winning 1-0 and then last second we get a... We, can see the goal, I'll be livid. But I, I, at this moment in time, I, I wouldn't say I'd take a draw because I still think we can win. But 
I think a draw wouldn't be a bad result because you don't give them any not head start it, 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 but yeah, like, with, the, with the way the league has been so far it's um, you would the biggest problem we've got right now is Liverpool for me you know we, we've got to try and match whatever Liverpool do um, or you know hope that the results go in our favour but um, we go to know, we go to them if we get beat by Chelsea mm. you know it's one point but then, if Liverpool go and win, it's three points. Yeah. We then go, you know, we're, we're then behind with, with Liverpool having three points ahead of us and, and Chelsea one point ahead. It's, it's still early and there are still more things to happen this season to, to change the course of, yeah. of where it's going to go. So, yeah, as, as it stands, we... We just take each game as it comes. I know I'd love to win the league, and you sat there and said you think you know that you want it, and you, you think we should be looking at it this season. But um, I think I'm I'm gonna do a Jose, see with how Jose does it, and it's one game at a time. Let, let's see where we are at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's certainly better, isn't it, that we're we're in these games with something to play for, whereas before it was just you know. Try and get fourth. I mean, that's the Arsenal way, isn't it? Celebrating getting fourth, which last year we'd have loved fourth because we we just weren't at the races. But like you say, I think there's something bigger on the horizon this season, and it, he's he's, there's, he's there's, there's something there, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, there's something there for us this season, and I think we can take it. What what it is, I don't know. Um, and to be quite honest with you, I'd be happy with whatever it is. Um, just because we we've been so deprived of, mm. of silverware, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I'll, I'll take wherever we get this season, um, and if we win the league, even better. I'm just trying not to get carried away. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't think I'm at that level. I think I've passed that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm but, still trying to stay level-headed. Yeah, I, uh, I think mm. maybe I should try that as well. Yeah, maybe just yeah, keep your feet on the ground, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's about it. Thanks again, Mac. Uh, good to have you on again, as always. No, my pleasure, mate. It's been fun as always. Yeah, so if you don't follow Mac already, uh, give him a follow. Uh, Twitter, it's at Mac1882THFC. Uh, Mark isn't here today, but if you don't follow him, give him a follow at 1981Spur. Podcast, uh, Twitter is at LTalkTottenham. Any questions, comments, whatever you have, uh, give us a tweet. Uh, we'll be back uh Hopefully Mac and Mark both back after wins. What's the next game? It's Chelsea, isn't it? <laughs> we only talk about uh, it two well, minutes. Well, the third day, yeah, we've got Europe and then, and then Chelsea. Yeah, uh, we only talked about yeah, the Chelsea right. game two minutes ago. I've forgotten it already. Um, so, yeah, so hopefully uh, Ludogrets, we can get a win. A few fringe players get a good few minutes and good account and maybe force their way into a starting lineup, and then we can hopefully beat Chelsea. Uh, so we'll be back after that. Uh, hopefully six points out of six. Come on, you spare.